the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, you can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. You know, it's uh, Tuesday, like we keep saying each t- each day. It's it's getting closer and closer to the draft. And, and for us, that means kind of catching up on guys that we've missed and for me, it's about catching up on guys that I have been intentionally avoiding because I don't want to watch these types of <laughs> players. But unfortunately, we have reached the day where we have come to the, the day of the power defensive end. And uh, and we're going to see exactly what we came up with as far as their evaluations go. Yeah, so we still believe the Cowboys are going to draft a cornerback or an offensive lineman at number 10 in the first round. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're kind of doing our due diligence on some players that the Cowboys have you know, maybe had some interest in. We're not quite sure the level of interest. And I think one of these three players that we're going to talk about is a lock to go in the first round. Yeah. The other two potentially could be targets in the second round. So, uh, Landon, let's get into it. We're going to start with Michigan defensive end Quiddy Pay, who we talked about in a recent show. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network mocked him recently, the Cowboys at number 10. What are your thoughts on Quiddy Pay? Uh, well, first of all, he he looks the part. I mean, we talk about this a lot with these guys who look the part. He's an absolute monster. Uh, he's just thick build with big arms, sturdy lower lower body. We're taking a look at his RAS right now, uh, and 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 it kind of tells the tale. I mean, he's an incredible athlete, especially for a guy his size, explosive, fast. Uh, he didn't run a three cone. Uh, but it's rumored, it's uh, according to Bruce Feldman on his freak list that came out uh, before the season started, that he run he ran, was it a, uh, and maybe I just a six three seven. I saw the video. I, I actually yeah. saw the video, and it might be a tad fast because it's not laser time. But listen, it's under six five, which is still yeah, absolutely which is ridiculous. Crazy. So I mean, and, and 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 three cone is is definitely one of the the measurements that you know consistently can measure. Uh, a short area quickness across body types, you know, if you just take it at, at, at relative to the other body sizes. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 you know, it shows up on tape. He's lightning quick at 270. Uh, he needs to do a better job of keeping blockers off his body. And I think that this is one of those things where he has average length, not great length. Uh, and, he, and he doesn't use it very well at all. And, and, and I think there's sometimes where you can have that kind of length, uh, and and uh, you get away with it fine because you have a, a, an advanced use of hand techniques. Uh, you just understand how to use what little leverage you have. He still he really struggles at times. It feels like it feels like he's just running into offensive linemen <laughs> and like and 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 just like taking him on belly to belly at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets away with it a lot because he's strong, you know. And I, I, he just needs to be 
more decisive uh, with his hands when he's knocking down offensive lineman strikes. Uh, he, you know, like I said, he struggles to get off offensive linemen because of his hand placement. Uh, but he's very good versus the run because he has the power to jolt very, the lockers yeah. at the point of attack. Uh, and he has the perce- the speed to pursue on the backside. So whether you're running at him uh, or he's uh, or you're running away from him, uh, uh, he's he's. You know he he can he can play the run well and he can do several aspects of that. He's strong and he's tough, but in pass rush situations, anytime you get uh, this guy to dance with an offensive lineman instead of uh, trying to get past them, it's a win for your offense. I mean, he's mm-hmm. his way that he's going to win in the NFL is not the way that he's really playing consistently in in, in Michigan, right? Yes. Um, yes. His, his effort is is great, but he loses momentum. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of this is the reason that you see in, in just some of these notes from SIS, you know, he was first in the class in pressure rates and he was first in the class in pressures per game, but he doesn't show up anywhere. And he's a uh, third in the class in, in pressure share, which, you know, considering he comes from Michigan, that's, pr- that's pretty good at, th- at 31% of his team's pressures, but uh, he, he doesn't get sacks. Like he just, uh, he's, he just doesn't mm-hmm. get the full production there. And so a lot uh, in the same way that you look at Jason Owe, right? There's a lot of yes. kind of yep. unfulfilled production that you're just like, why can't he get that last little bit? And 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 assuming that he's going to be able to get that last little bit in the NFL might be dangerous. So where does he win? Versatile, freaky athleticism. I think it's really easy to see right away. Uh, and the unanswered question I have for him is how quickly can he get his hand usage up to par to take his game to the next level and kind of make that potential into actual production? I just have concerns, Landon, about him being in every down defensive end, like right away, because I just – I don't know if he can win in any other way besides being athletic. And in fact, you don't always see that athleticism show up. Like we know no. he's a special athlete. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube or the WFAA channel, you can see he tested in the 93rd percentile despite not doing the shuttle or the three count. If he would have done those at his pro day, he actually I believe tweaked his hamstring before he got the chance to do those. He would have tested in the 98th, 99th percentile, but you just don't always see it on tape. My my best case scenario for him is I would love to see him go to a, like a, a heavy 3-4 team where he's playing, you know, sometimes off the line of scrimmage and the defensive coordinator schemes him up to go against tight ends and running backs because I think he would be dominant in that role. I just I have some worries that he's he's just not a every down defensive end and the comp that I gave him is a little bit more bendy Tack McKinley. And maybe that's something like Dan Dan Quinn likes because he drafted Tack McKinley when he was with the Falcons. I just when we're talking about this guy at ten or even let's say in a trade down at fifteen, it just feels a little rich to me, does it not? Uh, less so if we're trading down for fifteen, but definitely. I mean, still, it's not like he's. De- I have a hard time believing that we'd get to fifteen and he would be like the top guy that I'd want to take, right? Well, like if we're gonna take a defensive end at fifteen, there's two other yeah. guys that I would rather take, right? Yeah, I, I'd rather I'd rather take Aziz Jolari and Jalen Phillips at that spot. I just, I, again, I, I I could be completely wrong in this one, Landon. I just don't see a top twenty pass rusher. I think he's a developmental guy that you draft at the end of round one, early round two. You don't rely on him to do a lot early on in his rookie year, and you know early on in his career because he's just so far away. Yeah, I, I think he's you know he's. Uh... A first-round player for sure, but I think yeah, you're right in the fact that 
there's some uncertainty about his immediate value, which I think kind of knocks him out of that t- top 15 to top 20 range. So I, I, I would I would generally agree with you. I think he's a guy that that has athletic traits and upside, and and, and his production, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like I said, he got a lot of pressures, and 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 the the games that he played this year, he he showed a lot of improvement from the previous season. Uh, so I, I think that's why we're talking about him as a first round pick. Yep. But I, I agree that like I, I would have concerns about taking him high and then needing to plug him in and have him play right away because I just think that he still has a lot of work he needs to do to to kind of unlock a lot of these freaky traits that he has. You know, it's 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 still not agree. quite all the way there. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, BuiltBar.com. Wanted to give you guys a little bit of uh, some information about Built Bar. The new coconut brownie chunk is mm. back. Um, I actually got an email the other day that it was going to be in. I was one of the first ones to order it. It's available mm-hmm. right now. Make sure you guys go and get that order and use LOCKEDON15 as your promo code to get 15% off your next order. It's All so right, good. Landon. Yeah, it's so good. Um, let's so good. talk. Let's talk about another uh, interesting defensive end that I don't know what to do with, and that's Carlos Boogie Basham mm. from Wake Forest. Uh, we saw him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he performed well there. We saw him, you know, four years at Wake Forest, put up a bunch of numbers. What do you think about Boogie Basham? You know, first of all, I think we should just have a quick conversation about how much. We, I, and I think I speak for both of us, right? I at least hate evaluating these types of players. I, 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 as I do just, I. Yes. They're yes. very difficult to evaluate. I, I, if you're going to give me a defensive end or an edge to, to, to look at, I give me the sub seven, three cone, uh, the, the bendy, uh, athlete, uh, flexible athlete, uh, ankles and hips guy, the guy yeah. who can get around the corner and, and win with speed. These guys, you know, uh, like Boogie Basham and, and you know, less uh, less of, of uh, Quiddy Pay, but but definitely Peyton Turner too to some degree. Uh, these are the guys that I more kind of struggle with. Uh, Peyton Turner is a completely different piece. We'll talk yeah, about we'll him in a second. Yeah, we'll get to him in a second. Yep. But with Boogie Basham, you know, uh, I see muscle on muscle. It's just like it's, – it's a lot like Quiddy Pay. The, the guy is just rocked up. He's mm-hmm. got, He's got average uh, height and length. His, his, and actually, his, his arm length is a little bit short probably. Yep, it is. Um, but his biceps, thighs, and calves are all super developed. He's very, very worked out. Uh, he's an absolute brawler. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking this guy with me into a street fight for sure. Sure. He's uh, the first guy off the bus, right? Yeah, absolutely. He, he fires uh, fires off his stance, uh, creates tremendous force out of his stance, uh, but a, a lot of it often gets mitigated by the fact that he's standing straight up when he fires out of his stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a powerful player, but but he tries to play a finesse game for the most part. It, it's lots of yes. swipes and swims and a lot less po- bulls and power. He, I, I compared it to the Tasmanian Devil. He is uh, in constant muscle, muscle, uh, constant motion. He's a huge hustle guy, but but he doesn't really have much of a plan. And it seems like there's a ton of wasted motion with him, and he's just you know flinging his arms all over the place. And and, and I I don't know that he's always got a good pass rush plan. And and I think that also contributes to, or it may contribute to, because I couldn't really see this, but I, I hear this in the wind, uh, some motor issues, just kind of hot mm-hmm. and cold motor. I wonder well, if I, a lot of it has. To, Go ahead. I was gonna say I think it has to do with how many snaps he's playing, right? Uh, well, yeah, and also I think he's 
he's not efficient in his movement, you know? So yeah. I think he's, he's, he's expending a lot of energy uh, that he doesn't need to on every snap as well. So I don't think it's an effort thing. I think it's, you know, he's exhausting himself, uh, but he's a very aware player. Good recognition. Uh, when he's the key on option runs, he adjusts accordingly. Uh, he's just very refined all around. He's, he's smart. He's clearly very worked out. Mm-hmm. He's had a high level of reps invested in him. Um, but but the issues that with him are are ones that you kind of see right away. He's stiff. His pad level is consistently bad because of it. You can just tell watching him move around, even just walking around between snaps, that he's uh, he's not a loose athlete, as they no, say. You know, he he looks tight. He looks like a a, a, a weightlifter. He looks like a bodybuilder, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Exactly. All that muscle created power, but he doesn't have uh, he doesn't move fluidly or bend well. Uh, he can get moved in the run game despite being powerful because he, he plays high often. Mm-hmm. But what, but when he when he's able to fight through things, he is he is absolutely uh, uh, what's the word I was looking for? Just persistent. Just just he, he won't stop. He'll keep coming after you. He he as long as he's not on the ground exhausted, he's going to keep going. You know the last thing I'll say is has explosive traits off the line, but since he's inflexible enough to bend around and win, uh, he. He just puts the offensive lineman kind of in an awkward position initially, which he then exploits later through hustle. It's yes. not like he's yes. it's not like he's beating guys around the corner and then you know sharpening the edge and then getting to the quarterback. He's giving them he's putting them in initial bad body position, and then the offensive linemen are actually allowed to kind of correct themselves. But then just in the pot process of kind of overcorrecting, he'll use his strength and his uh, quickness to kind of get around you. So. Where does he win? I think he's a late in snap sack guy. You know, yeah. I, I think yeah. th- this yes. is this is a guy that you pair opposite of a speed guy uh, to uh, you know when the quarterback is panicking because you he's know, a Randy Gregory. Guy, right? Yeah, he's the guy that finally gets the sack because he is just keeps working, keeps working, keeps working. And he finally gets there, and those guys are valuable. Those guys have yes. value yes. for sure. Uh, unanswered questions: Can he find some more dimensions to his game through increased flexibility, improved pass rush plan, or simply adding power elements to his pass rushing repertoire? I, I guess the thing that really frustrates me the most with him is that he is a power player by build and by body type, but he continually but he tries way. to play a finesse game. And I yep. think he would have so much more success if he was able to incorporate more power elements to his game. What I would say about Boogie Basham is I think the idea of this player is great but you don't see it on tape, right? Like ideally yeah. you look at this again, we're looking at his athleticism chart here on uh, the YouTube channel on WFAA and six, three, two seventy five, And you can run a four, six, two. That's great. He's a base defensive end and let's reduce him down inside to a three tech on passing situations, but he's not that Landon, yeah, right? He's and not. he's not, he's not a guy that you put inside and is going to win with quickness. No. And he's just going to be able to beat guards because he's that much more athletic. He is more athletic but it just doesn't show up in that way. So again, I think the idea of Boogie Basham is better than the player that we see right now. Could he eventually develop into that type yes. of player? I think it's possible. Like I, I certainly don't think it's unrealistic that he could become a seven to nine sack player of year that could play multiple positions a la Tyrone Crawford. He's just not there yet. I still think he's learning how to play defensive end he's learning what type of player he should be in his body and i think because of that i would not be surprised if this is somebody who maybe is a disappointment earlier in their career and doesn't really figure out things until the second team or their second contract i think he might be a bit of a late bloomer i 
I just I can't get on board with calling him a top 32 player, no. even maybe top 45. I think that's a little rich. Yeah, I don't think his floor is as high as a lot of people. I think that's the thing, right? People, they see the tackle for loss production. They see the athleticism and they say, hey, worst case scenario, he's a – He's a day one starter as a left defensive end who gets you six, seven sacks. I, I don't see that necessarily. Yeah, I, I think he still has a lot of development to kind of unlock a lot of aspects to his game. Uh, I think that it, I, I think he's actually more of a high upside player than 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 people are are letting yes, on because I, I, I do think I do think if you were able to get him to be more flexible, if you let's say you can get him in a yoga program or something, and, and you sure. really do no, increase right. that that hip and ankle flexibility, you mm-hmm. can unlock the, all that power that he has in his body already, and then suddenly he has multiple dimensions to his game that he can exploit. Yes. You teach him some counter moves. Suddenly you're cooking with gas. But uh, I think you know a lot of these guys, the, these powerful defensive ends that are 265, 270 plus. There's a tendency by us, and, and I'm including mm-hmm. myself here because I, I struggle with these guys to think that these are high floor players because they can Not come true. in and, and they, yeah. they, they they don't need an NFL weight room to gain weight. This guy's got technique issues and I think mm-hmm. he's got, he just needs to clean it up a little bit. I think he could be a really good player. I definitely wouldn't mind taking a, a, a shot at him in the second round. Cause I do think he could come in and give you snaps right away. I just don't think he's going to come in and give you starter snaps right away. Sure. So uh, I, 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 I do like him in the second round, I think. Uh, but I would be aware of, of of assuming that this because he's a, a physically developed player and a you know a, a developed player overall that he's necessarily ready to step in and, and, and take on an NFL starter role. I would agree. He's a fascinating prospect, and I'm really yeah. excited to see uh, where he lands in this draft. Uh, Linda, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online even has you covered for all the awards, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure you're using that promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Landon, let's continue to talk about some defensive ends. We're going to talk about a guy that I think you and I both really like a little bit, and that is Peyton Turner from Houston, another guy that was at the Senior Bowl, uh, another guy that's potentially an option for the Cowboys at pick 44. What did you see from Turner on tape? Well, for those of you who are watching the video right now, you can look and see that his RAS score. He had he tested out in the 97th percentile for defensive ends, and and I think you, you kind of see that just even without needing need the RAS score, just looking at these yeah. numbers. Yeah, he's six five, two sixty plus. He's got ten and a half inch hands, which is absolutely enormous. Thirty five and three eighths inch arms, uh, with an eighty four and one eighth inch wingspan. That's just absolutely freaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he, he didn't do the, the 40, he didn't do the 10 yard, but with the vertical jump at 35 and a half inch, uh, <laughs> inches, uh, and a, a sub seven, three cone at 268 yards. We know he's athletic. Pounds. We know he's athletic. Yeah. Uh, a couple of notes from SIS even, and I do want to keep in mind Houston specifically because they had a shortened season. This is mm-hmm. pretty, you know. Uh, I think it's pretty five games, shocking because right? these are per game t- stats yeah. that they're coming yeah. out. He, he led the entire class in pass deflections per game. 
uh, with uh, 0.4 pass deflections a game. He led the, the entire class uh, in sacks per game with one sack per game. Uh, he had a negative 2.4 EPA on every sack that he had. That's the best in, in, in the game. Uh, he had 2.1 tackles for loss per game. Two over two tackles for loss per game. Uh, obviously, first in the class, negative 1.2 tackle for loss EPA rate. So each one of his uh, tackles for loss accounted for negative 1.2 EPA, uh, which is fourth best in the class. And he had a 5.4% sack rate. That's number one in the class. And it's actually number one in the class by quite a bit. Uh, he just really had an incredible year. He came out mm-hmm. in 2020 and, and, and it was shortened for him, but it it, it really was uh, uh, an incredible year for him. He uh, He's thick. Thick edge player with insanely long levers, big thighs and hips, huge national uh, natural frame, high cut with kind of a short torso. It's interesting, right? He's like really high cut and like a really kind of compact torso. Uh, he's an incredible mover for his size. I mean, I think the testing numbers show you that. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays he plays high, uh, which isn't necessarily helped by all the reps that we saw him in 2020 in a two-point stance. I think he uh, probably would be better suited playing more in a three-point stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it hurts his uh, pad level, it, it does see- seem like he seems more comfortable out of a two-point stance, at least for me. Owning John Owning disagrees with me, so maybe you should listen to him instead because <laughs> he's smarter than I am. Uh, the length is unreal, and he does a great job of using using it to keep uh, clean. Uh, he's kind of the opposite of Quiddy Pay in that sense. Yeah, I uh, agree. His his, uh, but uh, like Carlos Basham, his high pad, pad level is is uh, often negated. Uh, well, that's this is not like Basham. He he does play with high pad level, but it's often negated because of the fact that he has the kind of offensive line like length and he has agility and that you know those two things are the things i kept on putting in my notes over and over again length plus his short area agility his change of direction is going to get him really far in the in the league he's not a powerful player despite his uh, uh his size uh, and as a run defender, he has better success as a disruptor, as a pen- gap penetrator, than uh, than kind of maintaining a gap and defending it. And, and although he has put on 50 pounds, 50 pounds since coming into college, he, he still needs to find a way to add strength. Uh, and I think the issue might be, again, uh, kind of going back to Basham, is that he, if he can get some better hip and ankle flex, I think he can unlock some of the, the rest of the power in his body. Uh you know, when I but when I started look watching this guy, I heard a lot from people about inside outside versatility, mm-hmm. but I don't really see that. Like I, I think he he really 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 needs to improve his hand technique, uh, and not not to mention adding strength uh, before he's ready to face interior offensive linemen in the NFL. I think he's I an mean, edge. He's, he's an edge. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and that's what I was. Gonna, that's my last note was might be best served losing five pounds, focusing on flexibility and working from a three point stance at defensive end only just to start out because he has the skills to succeed there. Why make him into something that he's not? Uh, Where does he win? Obviously it's, it's that combination of length and change of direction, that length and quickness, even if he just stands up straight out of his stance, gets his hands on you. He has Mm -hmm. the quickness combined with that link that he can get around you. Once he sees what's going on, that's not necessarily how you want him to play. But but those qualities and, and his ability to kind of avail himself with it already shows you that he's got real upside and potential to be something special. Uh, unanswered questions. Can he add or unlock the, the missing power element of his game that will make him a complete pay- player? I, you know, I think he is maybe a uh, 
less less thought of version of Boogie Bash, though I don't even know if that's true anymore. I think that the, I have I would definitely rather take a chance with Peyton Turner, yes, uh, yes. than Boogie Basham, and I, I think that Basham will likely get drafted before Turner. Uh, so a couple things really quickly. He's going to be able to win in the NFL right away because of motor length and athleticism, right? And we kind of talked about this with Boogie Basham, but if you have those three things. I have a hard time believing you're going to fail in the NFL, right? Because if you just play hard and you're athletic and you go make plays, I think I'm going to give you an example. I think you can have a Bud Dupree light career earning $16 million a year just by doing those three things. So I think for that reason alone, he's going to be successful. The comp that I wrote down, Landon, is Preston Smith. And maybe he's not quite as powerful as Preston Smith yet, but I think – Maybe that's the hope is that he could be that level of edge. And I don't think Preston Smith's ever been a a number one edge rusher. You know what I mean? But I think he's always yeah. been a really high quality too that you put out there and you just don't really worry about him because you know he's going to find ways to impact the game. So my my last question for us, Lana, and I think you kind of already answered this. It sounds like for you it's Quiddy Pay, a gap, and then it's Turner Basham, correct? Yeah, as far as how I like them, for sure. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think Quiddy Pay is just, you know, that athleticism and the production, like I said, it's not Jason Oway bad yet. Uh, it, he did show that he can do some of the things. And I think he was put out of position at times to kind of make plays. I, I think that there is an insanely high upside for Quiddy Pay if he can unlock it. Uh, I think Peyton Turner has a similar kind of high upside uh, I just, you know, there's there's some hesitancy because of the level of competition, not not quite seeing it as much uh, against the level of competition. So uh, I think that's why he would get knocked down a little bit. And for Boogie Basham, you know, again, I think this is also a high upside guy, a guy that if he can sure, develop sure. could be a really uh, good player. I think if anything, I'm ranking those on my confident, confidence on how – how likely they are to reach their ceiling, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think for pay, he has an incredible athleticism and, and already a body ready to go. If he could just learn some techniques, I think he can get there for Turner. I think he can come in and give you snaps. I have no doubt that Turner will come in and give you solid snaps as a defensive end. The question is, does he develop into a pro bowl, you know, all pro type defensive end? That's where I have some questions yeah. at Basham. You know, I think it's it's not that I don't like him, but I think that he can, like I said, he can give you solid snaps. I think right away. He's I a just bit don't. Riskier. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know that he could get around his stiffness and and kind of get to the next level of his game. So you may be you know stuck with a guy that is like your third defensive end, right. a rotational guy, and 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 that's not necessarily what you're looking for, especially if you're picking at, you know, 44. But it's say. not the worst thing either, right? If you get no, a solid no. rotational guy at 44, that's fine. Um, my question for you is, I, I think if if Turner is a pick at 50, 44 for the Cowboys, you're loving that, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so. No. I, I mean, the reason I'm hesitating is because I think, you know, I might – I would not be – I would need to see who's on the board, you know, well, because I was I, just going to ask I, you this. Let's, let's assume the Cowboys go corner in the first round. And then we're sitting yeah. there at pick 44 and Javon Holland, the safety from Oregon is there and Peyton Turner, which of those two would you prefer the Cowboys pick? Mm, that's a tough one. Actually. I think probably Holland. I think probably yeah, see, I, I'm the same way, but yeah. the, the, here's where I'm at with like Peyton Turner. If the Cowboys trade down from like, 10 to 15 and they pick up an extra second round pick. Yeah. That's when I get really interested about adding Peyton Turner, because then I can add 
hypothetically, Xavier Collins, Tyson Campbell, and Peyton Turner. And I feel pretty good about coming out of the first two rounds of the draft with that haul, right? I think if the Cowboys are able to acquire an extra second round pick or if they move up, Landon, like I, I could certainly yeah. see a situation where, hey, we grab Sertan at 10. We grab Javon Holland at 44. It's pick 62 right now, and Peyton Turner is still on the board. Let's go get him because we think he can be a starting defensive end in the NFL. I think that's a very realistic scenario as well. I agree. You know, they have all these picks. I don't think they're going to take 10 players home to, no, to, to hopefully try not. So, you know, I don't want them so, to take 10 players. Yeah, no. go get go get your guys. Yes, I would agree. Uh, so Peyton Turner, Boogie Basham, Quiddy Pay, three defensive ends. We know the Cowboys have at least some interest in. We'll see uh, just what a week, the week and eight, one day from week now. From to tomorrow. See. Yeah, yeah week, week from tomorrow, tomorrow if they uh, yeah. pick any of these guys. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. Please, please, please check out our YouTube channel. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.